0: Welcome back to Boilers and Beyond. I'm your host, Jordan Jones. Less than 40 days stand between us and the kickoff of the 2021 football season for Purdue. And with Big Ten Media Days in the books, camp opening this Friday, the season is finally in sight. Originally, this was going to be our annual preview magazine episode where we'd look at what the national... Experts have to say about this year's team from a variety of nationwide magazines. Uh, But, you know, as tends to happen sometimes in college sports, a bigger topic emerged that I think we should discuss here on the show today. The departure, well, the likely departure of Texas and Oklahoma from the Big 12 for the SEC. Uh, massive stuff that is really going to change the landscape of college football. Uh, today, we will dive into that and ultimately tie it back to Purdue and the Big Ten uh, before we touch on some really positive recruiting news for Jeff Brom's team that hit late last week. Now, this whole concept of conference realignment isn't new. You know, the last major uh, year of conference realignment came back 2010-2011. You know, those two years were massive, uh, filled with complete craziness around conference realignment. That was when Utah and Colorado joined the Pac-12. They made it the Pac-12 from the Pac-10. Nebraska joined the Big Ten to make it a 12-team league. Texas A&M and Missouri bolted for the SEC, and the Big 12 absorbed uh, TCU and West Virginia. Uh, the Big East had completely dissolved, so you know teams kind of split between the American Athletic Conference and the ACC there. Now... We're having something bigger than all of that combined with Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. You know, these are two of the biggest brands in college football. And with Texas, I mean, it is the athletic department in America that has the most revenue. Uh, Texas consistently ranks number one in the most revenue of any uh, college athletic department. Not all that surprising. It's a massive state. It is the flagship university in that state. And they have a very passionate fan base. Sometimes that is uh, not the best thing for them. Uh, hence, Tom Herman getting fired after just four years here back in January. But, you know, with Oklahoma, too, that is one of the top five programs in college football right now uh, up and leaving their conference for a conference that has been a tough nut to crack for them. You know, they cannot seem to get by the SEC in the college football playoff. Now they're going to be joining forces with them. It was hilarious how this all came about uh, getting leaked right before Texas A&M was going to the podium at SEC media days how their athletic director was conveniently there uh, just to hop on the Paul Feinbaum show to talk about it as soon as the word leaked. Uh, Very convenient. I think it is very clear that Texas A&M had a part in leaking the story because they wanted the chance to uh, deny it and vocally oppose the move of Texas and Oklahoma. Um, It doesn't seem like they are going to have enough weight behind their name. It sounds like, uh, you know, for these two schools to be admitted to the SEC, it'll take 11 votes in favor uh, of the 14 current schools. It sounds like 13 is a very real possibility uh, with Texas A&M probably being the only one voting against. This is really crazy stuff for the SEC, first of all. I mean, already, and I know this is a show about Purdue and the Big Ten, but and I know a lot of the listeners don't like the SEC and really are pro Big Ten, but the SEC is clearly the best conference in college football. It has been for a pretty long time now uh, with Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas AM, Florida. Uh, it's just, it is. And the Big Ten really doesn't really have a chance to overtake them anytime soon as long as Nick Saban is in that league. And now you add two massive brands to the SEC. Um, it's really, you know, it's something we've never seen before. We've never seen that many big brands in a conference. I do feel really bad for the smaller athletic departments in the SEC, certainly Vanderbilt. Uh, This is brutal for them. They are already climbing such an uphill battle when they try to become competitive in football, being a small private school in a conference of public schools in a conference of massive donor bases, very passionate fan bases. Vanderbilt sticks out like a sore thumb already. The Mississippi schools don't necessarily have the money in their athletic departments that an Alabama, that an LSU, that a Texas A&M does. Arkansas, Missouri always have been kind of oddly positioned. You know, I feel really bad for those smaller schools that have chances to break out and have big time years because this just got harder for them. This is now two bigger brands they have to go up against when they're already having to overcome Alabama, Georgia, Texas A&M, LSU, Florida. Tennessee has a very big athletic department, even though their football program uh, has been down for the last decade. But this really is tough for those smaller athletic departments. And who's hurt most by this? Very obviously, the current Big 12 schools. Um, I don't know what that could have felt like to be a fan of Texas Tech or of Kansas State when this news broke, um, especially to be a fan of Texas Tech or Baylor. You know, you've been step-by-step with the Longhorns for forever, you know, going back to the Southwest Conference. Those schools bolted with Texas to go to the Big 12, and it's just really unfortunate to see another conference really die. Um, Part of what makes college football special is those regional rivalries, is those regional games, because At the end of the day, college football is a regional sport. You know, you don't look at college football the way you do college basketball, in the sense that, you know, college basketball, there is so much competition between teams around the country. You know, you see it easily. All these preseason tournaments where You know, eight teams from eight different conferences are out in Maui playing. Uh, This year for Purdue, you know, you're going to have the Big East, ACC, SEC, and Big Ten all represented at a tournament up in Connecticut. Um, The NCAA tournament is the crowning jewel of the sport. It is the greatest event in sports, and that has nothing to do with conference affiliation. Football it really does um, your your bowl games are tied into your conference 75% of your schedule is your conference and even a lot of those non-conference games are regional games you know you look at Purdue this year Notre Dame regional game there's 10 of your 12 games 83% in a certain region that is the midwest uh It's very sad to see, you know, in the last few years, we've had the Big East completely disbanded. Granted, that was a slippery slope as soon as Miami and Virginia Tech bolted back in 2003. But now you have the Big 12. This is a conference that has been a mainstay in college sports since it was the Big 8 even when Oklahoma was doing well under Barry Switzer and Nebraska was doing very very well under Tom Osborne that was really a powerful conference then it got even more powerful when a regional conference the Southwest Conference broke up and the Texas schools moved in Arkansas went the other way to the SEC but this is really sad you know I I think back to Me growing up as a college football fan, a moment I'll never forget watching live was that Texas Tech Texas game when Mike Leach had Texas Tech going. Graham Harrell and Michael Crabtree had the uh, legendary throw and reception, and Crabtree broke a tackle to score with a second left to upset Texas when they had Colt McCoy. And, you know, that's it's that kind of stuff that college football is made of. Those are the moments that makes the sport what it is. It's not the money. It's not the playoff. That's not what makes this sport. It's those moments that Texas Tech fans are never going to forget. Or last year, Iowa State taking down Oklahoma. You know, that's massive. And it's that's just what really is upsetting about this is that that's not going to happen. Um, now that Texas and Oklahoma are gone and what it means for the remaining eight schools of the big 12, I don't see how, I don't see how they can sit right now and be okay with holding eight. And I don't know how you expand and make your product more valuable. They're really in a tough spot because, Clearly, the two biggest brands in that conference are gone, and to figure out who the third biggest brand behind Texas and OU are, boy, you're really, you're really struggling. I mean, is it Kansas with that basketball program that's been so successful? But they do have the worst football program in the Power Five. Um, you're, you're really, really really struggling to figure out who that biggest brand is now and with TV contracts driving all of this, I don't know how the big 12 is an appealing product for the TV companies without those two massive brands. Are they going to split up? That's where the big 10 comes into play. Is the big 10 willing to absorb some of these teams you know, if the SEC is going to 16, and I guess with the Big Ten, there are arguments out there that the Big Ten should get into a bidding war with the SEC for Texas and Oklahoma. I don't want to see it. Uh, I I have no desire to see that. If you're a Purdue fan, uh, there really should be no desire to see that. You don't need two massive football brands coming into a conference where you're already, you know, a bottom half football program. I think that's fair to say right now where Purdue is and has been for the last decade. You don't need two more massive brands in that league to make things harder on yourself. Um, I don't think the Big Ten will do it. So now you're stuck with these remaining eight schools. Uh, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, probably not. I don't see the Big Ten expanding that footprint down to Texas. The two schools you hear the most are Iowa State and Kansas. Personally, I'd be okay with those two. Now, the clear negative to that is that it will cost schools revenue. Um, The revenue sharing model You know, when it's split between 14 teams, will that grow enough by going to 16 that schools make more money? Not with Iowa State and Kansas. You don't gain massive media markets for the Big Ten Network. Uh, You don't gain just massive fan bases the way you have with a Texas or Oklahoma. Um, But at the same time, You know, if the Big Ten had to expand, I would be okay with those two schools. The Big Ten doesn't have to expand. And I guess the only way you could say they have to is if the ACC and Pac-12 are going to go to 16, then the Big Ten probably needs to follow that. We'll see if that's what's going to happen. I don't know that I think that is what's going to happen. The ACC probably will not go to 16 unless it can get Notre Dame on board as a full member. I don't think Notre Dame is willing to do that. They love their NBC contract. They love their independence. I don't think they're willing to give that up. So, you know, what will the Big Ten do? I've seen... Proposals. Andy Staples wrote an article in the Athletic that the Big Ten should consider rating the Pac-12. That is a hard no for me. Um, the culturally, that is just a terrible idea. There is absolutely nothing in common between the Big Ten footprint of Nebraska, Iowa. Uh, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Wisconsin, and the Pac-12 of Washington, Oregon, and California. No thanks. Uh, I want no part of that. I don't want Purdue to be playing away games at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, that sounds miserable. I don't think the Big Ten will do that. But you know, with the Big Ten, you're relying on Kevin Warren the Big Ten commissioner, to make the right decision. And if you're a Big Ten fan, I don't know why you would have a lot of faith in him to get this right. And maybe that's harsh. Maybe that's unfair. But all we have is a year of Kevin Warren to go off of. And he botched last football season in the worst way possible and he doubled down on it again at Big Ten media days by saying if he could do last season over again, he'd do the same thing. The Big Ten season was a disaster. Um, No one one benefited from it. I mean, you could have easily started the season and played what they were planning on playing. Uh, The Big Ten instead decided to cram everything into eight weeks a lot of games got canceled um it just didn't work well starting in late October wasn't smart from the get-go nothing went well for the Big Ten last season and Kevin Warren seems to think it went great now you're relying on him to make massive decisions about the future of the conference we'll see what goes on there um This is certainly something we will be following. This is uh, the biggest story in college athletics in the past decade. And it's very good to be Purdue right now. You know, you're in a great conference. As much as I don't like Kevin Warren and rip on his decisions, the Big Ten is clearly the number two conference in college sports right now behind the SEC. Uh, It is better to be in the Big Ten than the ACC, who is hamstrung by a horrible TV contract right now. The Pac-12 is a unmitigated disaster of football irrelevancy and basketball indifference, and the Big 12 is on fire right now. Um, It is... It's it's an endangered species and it's not going to get better anytime soon for them. So be thankful to be a Purdue fan right now uh, because there are a lot of schools similar to Purdue who have it a lot worse. To turn the page a little bit here before we wrap up, uh, football recruiting for Purdue has gone very well. I haven't dove in too much on the show Because a lot of the commitments happened very quickly. Uh, There was a weekend in late June where it was just one domino after another. I think they racked up eight or nine commits in a little over a week. But Purdue did get a massive commitment this past week from Joe Strickland, a four-star defensive lineman from Rebuff High School down in Indianapolis, uh, as I said, four-star recruit chose Purdue over Indiana and Stanford at the end of his recruitment, and he has basically come out and said that it was really Purdue and Stanford were his final two. Uh, he does have Purdue ties in his family, but regardless, this is a massive get for Jeff Brom. And he's putting together a pretty good class. I've got it pulled up here with the commitment list. You know, you have two four star recruits coming out of the state of Indiana in Strickland and Brady Allen, the tall quarterback from Southern Indiana, Gibson Southern High School. And then, you know, you have a barrage of three star recruits, some of which are. Very high-end guys. Uh, I'm very excited about Kentrell Marks, a running back out of the Cleveland area. That is certainly a position of need for Purdue. They're filling that there. They also have Terrence Thomas from Youngstown, Ohio. He's going to play a little bit of running back as well. A guy who probably could play both running back, play slot receiver, um, and the one I'm most excited about here is Nick Carraway, a defensive end from Texas who recently earned an invitation to the Army All American Bowl on NBC uh, in early January. There. Always a big event. Um, always really cool to have your players playing in that. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. Some of the Louisiana guys that Purdue has coming in, um, I mean, two, three, got three Louisiana commits already. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Marty Biagi is the guy behind that, uh, the special teams coordinator and a defensive analyst for Purdue. He has done a great job of cleaning up that area and getting guys up to Purdue. That's not an easy task. Uh, It is certainly uh, different culturally. It is different uh, football. Everything about Indiana and Louisiana are polar opposites. So he's done a great job getting those guys on board. It is a talent-rich area. Um, so, anything you can do down in that great area for recruiting as a school up north, that's always fantastic. Um, I don't know how big this recruiting class will be for football. I think you're seeing a clear uh, cooling off now from Purdue in the uh, 2022 class because you got to save room for transfers the NCAA still limits you to 25 new players a year and you know right now Purdue has space for 11 transfers I don't see them taking a whole lot more on the high school end because the portal is going to be crazy and you have to have room to make those additions you know we've seen how beneficial that has been for Purdue this year A lot of the reasons that I will discuss here in weeks to come as reasons to be optimistic for Purdue because of the transfer portal and especially the help that has given Purdue on defense. We will be diving into our complete Purdue preview for football starting next week. We'll do the magazine preview. I apologize we didn't get to that this week, but This conference realignment stuff is nuts. Had to talk about it here. Uh, If there are any updates by next week, we'll bring them to you then. Uh, As of right now, we do know Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12, have not announced to wear yet. Um, We'll always keep that in the back of our minds. But that's all I've got for you today. We'll be back next week. Uh, getting the preview going. We are getting so much closer to football. It is a great feeling. Remember to follow the show at Boilers Beyond on Twitter. Uh, tweet me any questions you have. We'll be diving into five weeks of Purdue football preview here coming up. Leading into that week one kickoff against Oregon State. So anything you want to know about the upcoming season, send my way on Twitter um, and we'll be sure to answer it on the show. Until next time, uh, be safe and good luck beating the heat that is taking over Indiana right now.